Welcome to the podcast for Real Church Coweta. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. You can also check us out online at realchurchcoweta.com or jump on Facebook at Real Church Coweta. We hope you enjoy this week's message. I try every year to give you guys a reminder before we go into the holiday season. I'm going to do the same thing today. I try every year to make sure that you guys are uh, prepared for the holiday season. It's one of the greatest seasons. It's my favorite time of year, to be honest with you. Um, and um, I, uh, I absolutely love this time of year. However, this time of year brings up a lot of issues uh, for people. It can be very difficult. It can be very trying. It can be very stressful. There's a lot of emotions that are tied to uh, the holidays. There's a lot of emotions that are tied to the holidays. There's a lot of issues that can come up within your families because here's the thing. If your family's like my family, we put the fun in dysfunction. Are you with me? And so today, I want to tell you this, today, today, the sermon today is 100% application. It's 100% application. So everything I'm going to tell you today, I hope you can take it. I hope you get a lot of stuff today and you can apply it to your life, especially over the next five to six weeks. There's a lot of things that come up around the holidays. One of the things for me that comes up around the holidays is I start remembering back to my childhood. Are you with me? I remember back to my childhood. And I remember this is the week where my mom would give me the wish list book from J.C. Penney. All right. Are you with me? The wish list book. Amazon tried to do that a few years back and it was lame. You know what I mean? It was lame. It wasn't like the wish list book. And so I would take, I would take a, a, a red pen and I would take the wish list book and I would open it up and I would start circling everything I wanted and I would put, remind my mom on this and this and this. And I mean, I, and, and then I would go, no, I think I changed my mind. And I remember, I don't know if you guys did this, but when I was little, I remember I, every night I would literally lay in the floor and go over and over and over and over and over again exactly what I wanted to get for Christmas. It was the wish list book. And that's what, that's what comes to my mind when I think about the holidays. A lot of people have other thoughts when they think about the holidays. Maybe you think about some special meal uh, that, your, that your, your mom or dad made. Or maybe you think of some special activity with your grandmother. Or maybe there's... There's usually some emotion that's tied to this holiday season. And so for that reason, I always like to hit the pause button and give you some encouragement, but also give you some meat and taters, all right, to take, uh, not turkey and dressing, but meat and taters to take throughout the holiday season to hopefully, hopefully you will do what we're going to be doing next Sunday starting, and that's rediscovering Christmas. You're going to rediscover uh, Christ once again. And I love it. It's something we do every year, but I think it's so important because I think it's so valuable to our walk with Christ. And so today I do want to start and I want to give you some um, nuggets that you can take with you um, throughout the holiday season. And here's the first one. Here's the first one. You have to choose to be thankful. I want you to hear that. You have to choose to be thankful. James, can you do me a favor? There is something back here making noise, and it's driving me absolutely crazy. I'm going, you have to choose to be thankful, but I wonder what the heck is that noise behind me. I think it may be the fan. 
Is there a fan back here? Is it a snake? You guys are joking, but there was a snake in this building last week. It was, it was huge. It was like that big. It was massive. I could have been killed or even worse. Any luck? Shh, shh. You hear that? This wasn't planned, by the way. No. It's not a skip. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? I'm going to Amanda's mom and stepdad's house. It's that. Oh, projector fan. Thanks. (laughs) Shut up, Dan. Lynn, has it always done that? Probably. It probably has, hasn't it? Thanksgiving sermon, take two. You know, Thanksgiving brings up a lot of emotions. I'm just kidding. Uh, listen, I'm just going to have to just talk because anybody knows me knows I'm ADD and I'm, I can hear the fan. And now you guys are going, I can't hear it. What is he hearing? And you're not, can you hear it? I know, right? I know, right? It's really crazy. Must be going to go out or something soon. So it's not like, I bet it was the power thing last week, wasn't it? I bet that was what it was. Anyway, hey, listen, I'm going to talk loud enough where I don't hear it and I won't stop talking. So if I stop talking, I'll hear it. So I'm not going to do that. So listen, I do want to get us back on track. You do have to choose to be thankful. Are you with me? You have to choose to be thankful. Let's look what Romans chapter 8 says. Here's what Romans chapter 8 says, verse 5. It says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature, here it is, think about sinful things. Now, here, here's what he's saying here. Those that are dominated by, I'm going to apply it to the Thanksgiving and holiday season. I can't stand uncle so-and-so and I'm going to have to see uncle so-and-so and he gets on my last nerve. And so that's all you think about the whole time is that you can't stand uncle so-and-so. All right. Well, God doesn't want you not to be able to stand uncle so-and-so. And if you can, he wants you to have a good attitude when you go. So those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that do what? That please the Spirit. And then we go on to verse 6. It says, so letting your sinful nature control your minds leads to death. Letting your sinful nature control your minds leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Isn't that what you want? It leads to life and peace. Now, verse 7 says, it shows you the outcome. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. And then here it is. Here it is. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Here, Paul says, you have to set your mind right. You have to set your mind right. And you have to know that your sinful nature is going to want to crop up. But you have to set your mind so that you are controlled not by your sinful nature, but you're controlled by Holy Spirit. And so you have to choose, you have to choose to be thankful. We have to set our minds right. Romans 12, 8 says this. It says, Do all that you can do to live at peace with everyone. Another translation says, if at all possible, if at all possible, live at peace with everyone. Let me tell you something. 
If it was, can you bring the verse back up for me? If it was always possible, if it was always possible to live at peace with everyone, he would have said, live at peace with everyone no matter what. But that's not what he said, did he? He said, listen, I think he's really saying this. He said, listen, people are difficult and people can get on your nerves. Do everything you can do to live at peace with everyone. Do whatever you can do to live at peace with everyone. And if you find that maybe you can't live at peace with everyone, set your mind to be thankful. Set your mind in the right direction. And then go forward. You may have to, listen, I'm going to tell you, you may have to not be around certain people over the holidays. You may have to choose that. You may have to. And I want to tell you something. It's not necessarily a bad thing or a sinful thing if your heart is right with God and Holy Spirit is speaking to you. If your heart is connected, I believe that God will lead you if you're connected in with Holy Spirit. I believe He will lead you to do the right thing. But not everyone, listen, not everyone has the right to be in your life. And I want you to hear that. We think that just because we're followers that we need to let everyone run over us, and that's not the case. But I'll tell you this, you need to make sure that you are, you are doing everything you can do. Everything you can do. And let me tell you what everything you can do is not. Well, I sent them a text. That's not everything you can do. Well, you know, I called them, but they didn't answer the phone. That's not everything you can do. Everything you can do is, is try to engage with people and try your best. But when those things fail, you may have to choose a different direction and be led by Holy Spirit when you do that. Now, that's not always going to be a popular thing, but you do have to do that. Proverbs 15.1 says this. Proverbs 15 verse 1 says, A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. Has anyone ever been at a Thanksgiving meal where harsh words made tempers flare? I've been at a few meals like that. I have. Because see, here's what happens. When you, when you for, look, I'm 51 years old. I know I only look 40, but I'm 51. I know it shocks you. It shocks me too, to be honest with you. I'm 51 years old, yet when I go, when I go to my home with my family, with my, I take my wife and kids, and we go to, back to Tennessee, and we are having dinner with my whole family, guess who I become? I become the baby of the bunch. And guess how I'm treated? I'm treated like the baby of the bunch. That's how I'm treated. Because, see, the majority of my adult maturity, no one else has been around. And I come in, and I'm still the person, the kid, sitting in the floor at seven years old with the Christmas wish list book. I'm not the pastor, not the husband, not the father. That's who I am. So what happens often is when you, when you are around your family, you will, you will go back into those roles. And to be quite honest with you, that can make some of you guys mad. It can make me mad sometimes. You know, I've told you guys the story of playing golf with my brother over the holidays. And he said, look, he said, hey, man, whatever you do, he said, don't, uh, don't throw a club. Don't get mad and throw a club. And I was like, dude, why would I throw a club? I don't care about golf that much first, but why would I throw a club? Well, I, when we played that one time, you threw a club. I said, yeah, I was 17. I was 17. 
I'm 48 now, okay? I'm not throwing a club. And I told you the funny story was, was that his son threw the club, which was always very, he ended up, his son got mad through a club, and my brother looked at me and said, don't say a word. <laughs> you taught him, brother, you taught him. But listen, we have to be careful. We have to be careful. I always like to tell people this when they're struggling with the holidays coming up and having to see some family members they don't want to see. I always say, look, brother, Jesus suffered for six hours on the cross. Surely the heck you can take care of Aunt Bessie for an hour. Are you with me? Surely you can hang out with her for two. That's exactly the case. Listen, I want to tell you something. And I, I, want, I want to say this in all, in all, in all honesty. Um, you, you never know, you never know with some of our family members, we never know if this will be the last holiday or not. We never know. We don't know. I'll tell you what's etched in my mind. What's etched in my mind is the last holiday I spent with my dad. And the last holiday I spent with my dad was a hard one because he had gotten a, a, a basically a death sentence um, uh, because of, of cancer. And, and I spent the last holiday with him. And he had just found out four days earlier. And I'll never forget, it's etched in my mind. I wish it wasn't, but it is. It's etched in my mind because he sat and he, he really wasn't himself. And, and, and it was like he knew and, and his face was different. And, and I remember my dad always being so happy, but he wasn't. He was kind of sitting there. And, and it's really interesting because I still have, y'all listen, I still have the gift that I gave him that, thanks, that Christmas. I still, have the, I still have the gift I gave him. I gave him a, 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 a he loved fishing, and so I gave him a, a full Bass Pro Shop water suit fishing like gear. It's, it was awesome. And I have it hanging in my closet. I have it hanging in my closet. And that was many, many years ago, 17 years ago. And I still have it hanging in my closet. I look at it and I'm reminded of that. But listen, I want to tell you something. I was thankful, even though, even though it was a hard time, I was thankful to be able to spend that time. I was thankful to be able to be there and to spend that time. And you never know, you never know when the last time. Listen, there may be disagreement. And I'm asking you to do this. Uh, I'm asking you to be the bigger person. Be the bigger person. I want to tell you something. It doesn't matter who wins an argument. Because if both of you try to win the argument, you both lose. No matter who wins, you think. You both lose. So I'm asking you to do this. I'm asking you to lighten up and have a little fun. Lighten up. I told you what we used to do. What we used to do is, is we used to go and when we would go to Christmas or, or Thanksgiving, and we used to figure out who all was going to be there. And then on the way there, Wendy and I would make bets on who says what first and who gets mad first and who does this first. And during the whole day, we'd go, that's a dollar for me. Ah, gotcha. And we'd settle up on the way home. Make it fun. Told you. Put the fun in dysfunction. It's a good thing. Here's the next thing I want you to, want you to take into consideration. This is the next nugget. The first one is, is choose to be thankful. The next one is, is choose to be flexible. Choose flexibility, you guys. Choose flexibility. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5 says this. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud. And then here it is. Or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and keeps no record of being wrong. It, is, it does not demand its own way. We traditionally want our own way. And it's a hard thing, you guys. It's a hard thing because when you get out of your home and you start trying to figure out things, one of the most difficult things of premarital counseling for us, for me, whenever I do premarital counseling with a couple, 
One of the most difficult things is, is trying to figure out whose house they go to for what holiday. How you celebrate birthdays, how you celebrate Christmas, how you celebrate Thanksgiving. All of those things are such a stressful thing because one family, what you're doing is, is you're molding two families. And these families have traditions that are set because you were raised in certain ways. And what ends up occurring is, is that these two families forget that they were both young once. And instead of being flexible, what they end up doing is, is they end up competing with one another and getting mad at the couple who just wants to be happy and enjoy their family. And that happens all the time. It does. It happens all the time. I'm asking you to do something. I'm asking you to to be flexible. Holidays, holidays are high high emotions oftentimes. And we have to have an attitude of flexibility. We have to have an attitude. I want to tell you something. Just because your kid chooses to go to the 12 o'clock lunch instead of the 5 o'clock with you, just because your kid wants to do early Thanksgiving with one group and late with the other, or just because your kid says, hey, listen, this year they're going to do Thanksgiving at 3. Can we do ours on Friday? Listen, that doesn't mean they love you any less or they're choosing someone else over you. It just means that they are caught in a pickle and they need you to be more flexible and to adjust your attitude. Because can I tell you something? I know this may sound crazy, but you can be thankful and have a nice meal any day of the year. I know it's crazy, but you can. You don't, listen, you don't have to celebrate Thanksgiving this Thursday. You can be thankful on Friday or Wednesday or Saturday. And instead of trying to hold to to this thing, why don't you be flexible? I'll guarantee you this. Your flexibility will show your love and care for your family more than you'll ever know. Let me tell you what happened this last week. This last week. Um, this last week we had a situation where we were trying to figure out uh, when we were going to do Thanksgiving. And because we don't have family here, um, you know, it's just myself, my wife, and my, my son and my daughter and my daughter's uh, husband. And, you know, a, a lot of his family is here, but a lot of ours is not. You know, most of her in Tennessee and we try to only go up there for one, one of the holidays. Um, and so, so we had a situation where you know, there was a change. There was a change of schedules, and and on on my my daughter's husband's side, there was a change of schedules, and there was all this stuff, and they were trying to work all kinds of different things, where so and so had to take off here, and so and so had to take off there, and so and so had to take off here, so that they could celebrate Thanksgiving, um, and they were going to try to just do it on Friday because because my daughter had told them that we wanted to do it on Thursday afternoon at five. Um, and let me say something to you. Let me pause here. If you, if you have a Thanksgiving meal at 12 and if you're, you get the five o'clock spot, I want to encourage you to do, just do desserts <laughs> because that, that person doesn't want to eat another Thanksgiving meal. They don't. They would rather do it the next day. But, but I'll, that's beside the point. Anyway, that, that's free. That's free. You can keep that. No charge. Um, but here's what occurred. What occurred was that my daughter, she called me, and she was stressed out. I could hear it in her voice because I know her like a book. And I said, what's going on? 
She said, listen, we're trying to work this whole Thanksgiving thing out. And what we're doing is, is and she gave this big, long scheme about what they're going to do. And, blah, blah, blah. and I said, well, is, are all of them off on Thursday? She goes, well, yeah. I said, are you and Anthony, which is my son-in-law, are you guys off on Friday? She said, yeah. I said, why don't we just do it Friday? And y'all listen, you could hear the stress leave her voice. She was like, are you okay with that? I said, yeah, why would I not be okay with it? We thought you had to work on Friday. We don't mind doing it on Friday. We don't care. It's not about the day. It's not about the turkey or the ham or Wendy's awesome dressing that she makes. It's not about all those things, right? We're having turkey and ham, by the way. Is that what you're laughing at, the turkey and ham? The two pastor's wives are over here being persnickety. I'm going to kick you guys both out. All right. I've already been distracted by the thing up there and I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Lynn, we need to get this thing fixed this week. Anyway. So, but no, listen, uh, we'll talk afterwards. So see me in my office. So anyway, no, it's funny. Uh, but no, listen, can I, can I tell you this? You know, we're not worried about all those things. What we are worried about is, is seeing my family. I just want to see them. I don't care what day it is. Listen, y'all be flexible, be flexible. It's okay. Everything doesn't have to go exactly as planned. And that's what happens. Everybody got this big thing in your mind of, oh, this is how it's all going to go. And you're going to go see the family. And then here's what happens. Like for us at Tennessee, sometimes, and we love our family. If you're watching mom, I love you. But here's what happens sometimes. You go, you go to the, to the event and you've got all these high hopes. And when you get there, 10 minutes after you're there, you realize why you live so far away. And that's the truth. That's the truth. That's what happens. And you're thankful when you go home. You know what I mean? You're, like thank, you're thankful when you're eating and thankful when you're leaving. You know what I'm saying? Listen, make sure that you guys are flexible. The next one is this, choose forgiveness. Choose forgiveness. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32 says this. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, it says, Get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. And it said, instead, be kind to each other, be tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And I want to tell you something. When you, you, I don't know people don't realize this. You can forgive someone. That doesn't mean you have to still be around them. Are you with me? You, you don't have to still be around them. You can forgive someone and keep your distance. You can do that. It's okay. God gives you permission to do that. Trust me. You can forgive someone and still keep your distance. But the issue is, is don't let that bitterness get in you. Scripture says don't let a root of bitterness permeate your body, permeate your soul. Don't let that happen. You have to choose to forgive people. Holidays oftentimes forces us to be around each other. And every time I talk about forgiveness, I have it etched in my mind. This past Thursday, and Adam did such a great job. Um, uh, Adam Van Horn uh, and I, we, we go out now and we help with I-58. Uh, they give us a month and we go out and do it. And this particular month, Adam actually led worship and spoke two different times there. And then this past Thursday, he and I, I spoke and he played and he did such a great job. Great job, Adam. Y'all give Adam a hand. He did great. He really did. Adam, you did awesome. He really is. He's going to be a preacher one day. I'm telling you. I can see it, dude. Anyway, so he's in seminary for those that don't know. Uh, but, uh, but no, listen, we went out there. And every time I go out there, I think about one particular lady. And I shared this story with you guys several years back. 
But there was one lady, and I was talking about forgiveness of people that had hurt you. And this one lady came up to me and she said, I just want you to know that that what you said is so true because I feel so free. And I said, well, tell me about that. She said, well, my husband was abusive and he neglected us and all these things. And she said, I held on to this bitterness for years and years and years. And she said, finally, I realized that I no longer had to be around him and that all me staying angry was doing was ruining my life because he didn't care. And she said, so I chose to forgive. And when I chose to forgive, it was like God opened up this door and I could start hearing Holy Spirit again. And my life began to change and I began to be more happy and more fulfilled. And all of these things began to happen all because I chose to forgive. And that's the same thing that can happen for you. Guys, listen, we have to choose to forgive. We really do. Especially the family that you live with, especially those that you're closest to. Don't allow emotions to control you. Choose to forgive. And the final one is this, and this is the one that no one wants to hear, but I say it every year, and I want to say it again. This is one of the ones that I'm, every year I tell you this, and I want to tell you this again. Listen, not only do you have to choose to be thankful and choose to be flexible and choose forgiveness, But you have to choose to be financially responsible. You have to choose to be financially responsible. In case you didn't know it, this is what Ecclesiastes 5.10 says. It says, those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. Hebrews 13.5 says, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. And I will never abandon you. I'm telling you guys this. I stand up here before you today. And I'm telling you this. You're a follower in Christ. When God says he's going to provide for you. And he's going to take care of you. I want you to hear this. It is 100% true. It is. Listen. And I know that you may not believe that. Because you've never experienced that. And here's the kicker. You have to trust him in order to experience it. You have to do what he asks you to do in order to experience it. And the time between doing what he asks you to do and experiencing it, that time is called faith. You have to experience it, though. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, this is what occurs. I'll tell you what's happened to us lately. You know, Wendy's, Wendy's family, uh, once, in a, once in a blue moon, Wendy's family will bless us uh, financially. They'll give us a little money here and there. And we always laugh about it because whenever they give us money, Wendy and I always say, well, something's getting ready to break. And sure enough, about three months ago, they gave us money. And sure enough, so far, we've gotten a new water heater and a new refrigerator. Hey, does that make sense? But can I tell you something? Not one dime, not one dime came out of our account. Not one dime. It all was from the gift that was given. Now, I've told God, God, can you let me keep a little bit of it? I mean, can we like, you know, but I'm telling you, that's what it is. Choose financial responsibility. The average household spends well over $1,000 just on gifts. 
Doesn't include food, doesn't include parties, doesn't include gatherings, doesn't include Christmas coffee, cookies, cakes, pies, etc., etc., Starbucks, 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 and all that stuff. It doesn't include any of those things. Listen, there's nothing wrong with enjoying your holidays, and there's nothing wrong with spending your money. Nothing wrong with it. I just think you need to be financially responsible and choose moderation. I've told this story to you guys before. But I learned this in a way because one Christmas we, we went a little overboard uh, when our son was younger, you know, because he was three years old and he had all these gifts. And, um, and I'll never forget it. He had all these cool trinkets and toys and all these things. And all he cared about was the $1 Matchbox car out of the uh, Christmas stocking. All the other stuff was over here, and he was going, that's what he was doing. Should care less about the rest. Should care less. A lot of people, what they do is, is they get all these stuff, and then around November, late November, early December, they take all of that stuff, and they take it to Goodwill to make room for the new stuff they're going to buy this year so that they can take that to Goodwill next year. Are you with me? It's funny, one of the, one of the greatest things that uh, has been taught to us was taught to us by, I know this is a stretch, Rachel can teach us, but Elisha Slay and Rachel, we, decided, we did what, what they did. I said, hey, what do you guys do? And he said, well, we just did one big and two small is what we do. We do one big gift and two small, three, you know, Jesus got three, we'll take three. And that's what we do. That's what we do. And can I tell you something? The first Christmas we did that, it was like, oh my gosh, we're going to traumatize the kids. No. No, they actually loved it. They actually loved it. And can I tell you, can I tell you what's awesome? Now that they're grown up, they always say, hey, listen, I'd like to have this as my big gift and then these two as my small. And I don't even have to ask them anymore. Do you know why? You know why? Because it's not about, it's not about the gift. This coming Tuesday night, my son will be home He's 20 years old. He's 6'4", about 210. He's a big dude, strong dude, you know, manly man, whatever you want to call him, Mr. Muscle Man. He works out all the time. And we're waiting to decorate the Christmas tree. And you know what he'll do? I know what he'll do. We'll put on Christmas music, and we will put our tree up. And he loves singing Christmas songs and putting up the, the ornaments on the tree. And so big old Blake will be going, oh, come, that's what he does. He hums it and everything. He loves it. And so we're waiting for him to do any of that decoration. And for those who think it's bad to put a tree up before Thanksgiving, on you, okay? It could be Christmas year-round at 360 Walden Pond. Mind your business, all right? Mind your business. Listen, guys. Today I told you it was going to be meat, and I just want to tell you it's going to be all application. Choose to be thankful. And choose flexibility and forgiveness. And more than anything, y'all, choose to be financially responsible. You don't have to impress anyone. Your presence being there is enough of a present for anybody. It really is. And that's what's most important. And I think it's most, what's most important to God. And I know it's what's most important to your family. All right? And with that said, you guys have a great holiday. Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you that your word, Lord, it speaks on everything, even our attitudes during the holiday. And so, God, I ask you, Lord, to do what only you can do. I ask you to give us the right perspective. Give us the right attitude. Give us 
the, give us the heart of forgiveness. Give us flexibility, Lord, when we don't want to be flexible. Lord, I pray that we would be your hands and feet, even with our family, even through the holidays. Lord, what the enemy would want to do is the enemy would want to come in and lie to us and say, it's not going to be this, it's not going to be that, you're not going to have this, you're not going to have that. But the reality is, Lord, the full focus that we have should be 100% on you, being thankful for you, and then awaiting the arrival of you on Christmas. Lord, let us focus on those things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand up for a final worship song today. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Real Church Coweta. If you have any questions or would like to contact us, please visit our website at realchurchcoweta.com and click on the Contact Us tab. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. in the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. Until then, God bless and remember to love God, love others, and live real.